Greetings and welcome to this episode of Soldier of Souls. Here at Soldier of Souls, we want to extend to everyone throughout the world a joyous and blessed Easter season. Indeed, E is risen. We are delighted to count all of you as part of our company as we trek together in this world so we can live eternally with God in the next. Just a reminder, if you find that traveling with us is useful, we encourage you to follow us and share our podcast, Soldier of Souls, with your friends and family. You are our only sales force, so don't be shy about spreading, spreading the word. Hi, I'm Deacon Tim Vaughn, and in this episode, I'm going to ask the all-important question. What happens when we die? We have a natural fear of death. It is ingrained in the human condition. All of us has had loved ones that have died sometime in their life. So most of us is familiar with death in some way, shape, form, or level. In this podcast, I'm going to give you a brief overview of the last four things. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. According to St. Vincent de Paul, our business is to attain heaven. Everything else is a sheer Waste of time. So let us begin by praying our Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The skeletons of thousands of Capuchin friars adorn the walls of the script of Our Lady of Conception Church in Rome. And among them, this inscription reads, What you are now, we once were. What we are now, you shall be. Death, for most of us, is a scary subject. Most of us is afraid to die. Why? Because we're not right with God. Several years ago, when my wife was dying of cancer, she told me about 10 months before she died, All is well with my soul. She was doing what she was supposed to do as she was preparing for death, which was praying daily, going to Mass, receiving the sacraments, and she was preparing for the last four things. And I truly believe that she was so well prepared that a priest was present with her the day she died, and she received the apostolic blessing from him earlier in the week before she slipped into life support. The apostolic blessing or pardon is a plenary indulgence offered when death is imminent, meaning that it remits all temporal punishment for sins already forgiven under certain conditions defined by the Catholic Church. So if you have a family member that is seriously ill or that may die soon, please, please call a priest so that they can receive this blessing. Don't wait 
until they are about to die. It may be too late. In preparing for the last four things, we need to do what is right every day of our life, and then you will be at peace. Every time we make a deliberate choice, we make a moral choice. Therefore, we can be held accountable for our actions. As St. Thomas Aquinas once said, man is the master of his own actions. And St. Augustine, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast concerning prayer, had a catchy way of expressing things, and this can be applied to the last four things. He said, He who prays well lives well. He who lives well dies well. And for he who dies well, all is well. The first of the last four things, of course, is death. And what is death? Now, according to Gretchen Fells of Catholic, goodcatholic.com, she wrote, Death is the separation of the soul from the body. When our soul departs from it, our bodies will die. But our immortal soul will continue to exist as we will live apart from our bodies as separated souls. Even after death, we will continue to have the full use of our intellect and will. However, God will not allow us to remain in our bodiless state forever. Such a separation is unnatural for us because he created us as a unity of body and soul. He has promised us that one day at the end of time, our souls and bodies will be united. Because the soul and body was not meant to be separated, the soul experiences extraordinary pain when it departs from the body. Scripture tells us that Jesus cried out with a loud voice at the moment he took his final breath, as it tells us in Matthew 27:50. In Catholic tradition, death has been called the final agony. Death takes on a completely new meaning for those who have been united to Christ through the sacraments. A Christian death Although sorrow, like our Lord's death, is ultimately cause for joy. Death is the moment when we meet our Savior safe to face. Thus, we should not be afraid of death, but we should welcome it. This leads us to our next of the last four things. Judgment. This is the account of the soul before God. At the end of time, God will sit on his judgment throne or seat and judge all men. There are two kinds of judgment, particular judgment and general judgment. Immediately after death, the soul stands before the tribunal of Christ to face the particular judgment. The church affirms that one day each of us will be called to account for our life. Christ as our judge. As it says in Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed that human beings die once, and after this is the judgment. As we read in the Catechism, paragraph 1022, each man receives his internal retribution for his immortal soul at the moment of his death. In a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ, either entrance into blessedness of heaven through a purification, or immediately or immediate and everlasting damnation. At the end of the world, all men will stand before the judgment seat of God, 
and are given an account of what they did on earth. General judgment does not change one state during particular judgment. Again from the Catechism, 1039, In the presence of Christ, who is truth itself, the truth of each man's relationship with God will be laid bare. The last judgment will reveal even to its fullest consequences the good each person has done or failed to do during his earthly life. Next is heaven. What is heaven? The church teaches us that heaven is a perfect union with, of each individual soul with this creator, the Holy Trinity, in communion with all other souls who have been redeemed by Jesus Christ. It is principally a state of utter and absolute fulfillment. The procession of God in the beatific vision, the blessed will experience what cannot be put into words, a radical union with God that transcends all images. The beatific vision, which is the most important component of whatever heaven is, we saw in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. It says, we will be like him, or we will see him as he is. Again from the Catechism 1023, it states, those who die in Christ, God's grace and friendship and are perfectly purified forever with Christ. They are like God forever. For they will see him as he is face to face. What a wonderful thing this must be to feel like when we are purified and we see God face to face. In Scott Holland's book, Hope to Die, he says, when we finally enter into the beatific vision, we will understand why our days unfolded as they did and why we experienced this across as we did and why we experienced the blessings we did. We'll also see why we made certain choices we did, what graces God gave us and what spiritual battles took place around us while we ate and slept and worked and played. In heaven, our lives will make sense to us. The last of the four things is hell. Hell is real. Pew Research in a 2014 Religious Landscape Survey found out that 58% of U.S. adults believe in hell, only 58%. If we look at this closely here, we see then that 42% may, and I repeat, may lead a life of sin because they don't believe in hell. And that's a scary thought. And I wonder what that percentage would be now in the year 2023. The last paragraph of 1033 states, To die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting God's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice. This state, a, de a definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. According to the Catechism, Hell is a definite state of self-exclusion from God and the blessed, which occurs by the refusal of repenting 
from mortal sin before one's death, since mortal sin derives one from sanctifying grace. Everything that the saints enjoy in heaven is the opposite of hell. There will be hatred instead of love, sorrow instead of joy, misery instead of happiness, ugliness instead of beauty, hostility instead of friendship. Hell is eternity. The human mind cannot fathom the idea of eternity. Therefore, it is difficult for us to imagine how the torments of hell will ever come to an end. How do our finite sins deserve infinite punishment? St. Thomas Aquinas explains the justice of hell. He states, The magnitude of the punishment matches the magnitude of the sin. Now, a sin that is against God is infinite. The higher the person against for whom it is committed, the graver the sin. It is more criminal to strike a head of state than a private citizen. And God is in, in indefinite greatness. Therefore, infinite punishment is deserved for a sin committed against him. And to go on from Pope Benedict Twelfth, who lived from 1285 to 1342 states, we also define that according to God's general ordinance, the souls of those who depart this life in actual mortal sin descend straight away after death into hell. Where they suffer his torments, and nonetheless, in the day of judgment, all will appear before the tribunal of Christ and to render an account of their actions. Now, what must we do in our life to prepare for the last four things? The foundation of our Christian life is prayer. And if you want to know more about this, you can listen to my different podcasts on prayer, especially vocal prayer, and then the one on prayer from March of last year. Secondly, and just even not more important, is to attend Mass and receive the sacraments, especially the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So then you can receive the Holy Eucharist with a clean soul and a clear conscience. As it states in one of the forms of acting contrition, I firmly resolve, with help with thy grace, to confess my sins and to do penance and to amend my life. So make it a vow to amend your life. So let us pray now to our Blessed Mother, to amend our life as we pray to Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Until we meet again, May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember Jesus' words, wide is the road to destruction. So we remind you to stay on the path. And we ask St. Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn. <laughs>